Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray this morning that your word will come forth with understanding, with light, and with insight. And that, Father God, there will be supernatural transformation in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's settle down. Let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 11. And I want to do a four-part series on wisdom is better than weapons of war. Wisdom is better than weapons of war. Go with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Now, at the beginning of a year, at the beginning of a new year, one of the things we find out is that many people try to get their lives better. So, they, they try to want to improve on the previous year. And uh, I realized that for, for, for believers, one of the challenges we're having right now is, instead of sticking to the Word of God, it's good to read. It's good to read books and go through journals and go through internet magazines and all that. But I realized that gradually, we tend to be moving from the Word of God and using a lot of psychology to run our lives. Praise God. You see, and the truth of the matter is, there is a reason why you are a child of God. There is a reason, there is a purpose, there is an advantage to it. And so, uh, a lot of people will employ many things this year, just to make sure they get the year going. But I want to look at something very critical to my heart on the area of wisdom. And if you're just joining us uh, in this ministry if you're recent, you know what we do every January? We go through the book of Proverbs, one chapter a day. So if, if today is fifth, then you read Proverbs chapter five. And why do we spend time in the book of Proverbs? Because it gives us wisdom. Now, before I get to Ecclesiastes chapter, chapter nine, let's see this now. Proverbs gives us wisdom on four levels. The book of Proverbs gives us wisdom on four levels. Number one, it gives us wisdom on a practical level. So there are very practical wisdom tips in the book of Proverbs. How to deal with your spouse, how to talk to people, how to relate to kings, praise the name of the Lord. Very practical things in the book of Proverbs that we can get wisdom from. Number two, it gives us intellectual knowledge. So there are things we can learn from the book of Proverbs that will actually stretch our mind. There are things we can learn from the book of Proverbs that will stretch our mind. Then number three, it gives us morality. Proverbs shows us what is right and what is wrong. What is right and what is wrong. Now, you must understand this very clearly. We are almost, our society right now is in a place where everybody is doing what it feels right. If, if, if this is okay for me, then don't judge me. <laughs> Praise God You see, but the truth of the matter is that Where there are no absolute standards There will not be fairness For the child of God The word of God is your absolute standard There is something that the Bible calls right and wrong Are we together? You see, so the book of Proverbs helps us to be able to see that And saying this is right, this is wrong You know you cannot make progress in life very much if you keep saying, well, I don't want people to judge me. This is how I am. I don't want people to judge me. This is how I am. You know what's going to happen? People are going to leave you exactly the way you are and you're not going to make progress. Praise God. People will leave you the way you are and you're not going to make progress. Every one of us have our weaknesses, but as we open ourselves to the Word of God, we realize, oh, this thing, we've done this thing wrong, we're not supposed to do it like this. What do we do? We make adjustments. As we make adjustments, we grow. Praise God. And you know, I also find that in our children, 
If you leave your children and say, well, this is just a child, he doesn't know what he's doing, this is just a child, he doesn't know what he's doing, you're going to find out that at a point in life, you will bring children of the same age, but they will have different response. Because one parent took responsibility and said, no, this is not to be done. And another parent just said, well, it's just a child. So anywhere there are no standards, there will be lawlessness. So it's not what we feel is right. It is what God says is right. Let me give you an example. For instance, uh, on, on the subject of walking in love and forgiving. You see, do you realize that when God commands us to forgive people, He doesn't even tell us to forgive them if they came to say sorry. Have we entered the year we're still in 2019? Are you here or you're going home? You're here? Okay. Praise God. But God commands us to walk in love. So my forgiving you is a commandment from God. It's not dependent on your response. Praise God. Okay. I know that's a touchy subject because I know some of us transferred people from last year diary to this year diary. Unforgivables. Number one. <laughs> The fourth thing is that the book of Proverbs tells us about the mystery of life. It shows us the mysteries regarding life. So I'd like you to use this month to spend time reading the book of Proverbs. Just spend time reading it. It's very simple. You don't need too much of theological interpretation. It will just pour basic wisdom to your life. Because wisdom is a requirement for progress. Wisdom is a requirement for progress. Now, let's go to the story in Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 9. We're going to read from verse 13. And then we're going to stop in verse 18. Ecclesiastes chapter 9. This wisdom I have also seen under the sun. Under the sun here implies on the earth. And it seemed great to me. Now look at this story. There was a little city with few men in it. And a great king came against it, besieged it, and built great snares around it. The word snares there implies a trap. So there was this small city, and it had just very little men. And this mighty king came and built great traps around it, built great uh, Embankment around it to capture the city. <clears throat> Look at what it says. Now there was found in it a poor wise man. And by his wisdom delivered the city. By his wisdom delivered the city. Yet no one remembered that same poor man. <laughs> but... I, I don't want his poverty to be your concern. Let his wisdom be your concern. There was this city. And a great king came against it. But the Bible says there was found in this city a poor wise man. And by his wisdom, he delivered the city. Like I said, let his poverty not be your concern. Focus on his wisdom. He says, yet no one remembered him. But if you look at this very carefully, you realize this. If we are in a city like this and a military or a great king came against us, what would be our first response? Our first response would not be wisdom. Our first response would be what? Military might. How much guns do we have? How much spares do we have? What kind of guns do we have? We might not resort to wisdom. But the Bible says, by wisdom, this city was delivered. Now read on. It, now, it goes on to say, Then I said, wisdom is better than strength. Wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised. Now, I want you to, to, to observe something here. Why did they despise? Why will the, the, the poor man's wisdom be despised? Now, his wisdom will be despised because he is poor. What does that tell us? This is typically showing us a society that places 
uh, emphasis or value on material wealth more than wisdom. And it shows even in our daily pursuits. How much we put emphasis on running out, getting things done, getting goals achieved, getting so many things done in our life, and we fail to sit at the gate of wisdom daily to get the wisdom of God. It is easy to despise wisdom. It is easy to despise wisdom. And this is, this is, this is the fully now. I want to, you need to pay attention here. A lot of us feel that uh, if a man has money, then he is wise. Am I right? Am I right? Yes, sir. We all feel that. So most people gravitate towards wealthy people. But you know the Bible talks about the prosperity of the fool. The fact that a man has money does not necessarily mean he has the wisdom of God at work in his life. That is why you find so many people who are rich and yet very devilish. So the poor man's wisdom was despised. And his words were not heard. Don't go about this year despising wisdom. Don't. That is why you see that sometimes... You will, you know, the Lord would have graced you, put, put an anointing in your life, and you'll be serving, and you'll be serving, and maybe nobody knows you. <laughs> you will just realize that maybe you start prospering and you have a bit of resource, then people will start gravitating towards you. We are a generation caught up in fame. We, we want to gravitate towards the big name. In fact, most times our goals are born out of the fact that we want to be famous. If you, if you look at the song, uh, the choir sang before we started the word. It says, wherever you send me, that's where I want to go. Most of us will not go where God sends us. We want to go where we want to go based on the fact that that place will make us popular. Or famous. Obeying God doesn't necessarily mean that you will be famous. You know, I was, I was telling a, a group of young pastors the other time, when we were growing up, as uh, coming into ministry, our early days of ministry, we all had dreams that we were preaching in stadiums. We, all of us had that dream. If, if there was a young preacher who didn't have that dream, I'm not sure he was, not, he was called. But do you know the reason we had that dream? Benny Hinn. Because then, you just had this VHS cassette, Ben he was the pastor of Orlando Christian Center, and uh, he would do massive crusades. We saw success in ministry as having meetings in, 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 in stadiums. And all of us had white suits. I had one. Why did we get white suits? Benny <laughs> We all had that. So what am I trying to say? Sometimes you're being uh, attracted to the rich and the famous might take you out of the path of God's plan for your life. There is a specific plan that God has for you. Now, I'm not saying go and be poor. Are you following what I'm saying? What I'm just trying to say is, listen, what you need to be successful this year is wisdom. And that wisdom is the wisdom that comes from God. Make sure you are in the Bible study. Because I'm going to talk about the three kinds of wisdom. Because I realize again and again, Christians are governing their life by the wisdom of this world. We are reading too many books and not reading the book. So a believer governs his life by what Confucius said, by what Aristotle said, by what Albert Einstein said. This man did not die for you. Jesus did. There is the wisdom of God. There is a wisdom that comes from God. And that is the wisdom by which you can deliver yourself if you are entrapped in this year. Wisdom. So wisdom is better than strength. Wisdom is better than strength. 
Most times we look at our life and say, I don't have this, I don't have this, I don't have that, I don't have this. If we are not careful, we will despise the very thing we need, which is what? Wisdom. Tell your neighbor you need more wisdom. You didn't say it like they needed. Say you need more wisdom. He says, and his words were not heard. Go to verse 17. Verse 17. Words of the wise spoken quietly should be heard. Rather than the shout of a ruler of fools. It means that sometimes wisdom will come to you in quiet instructions. Wisdom might not be loud. Wisdom might not shout. To come to you in simple counsels. Simple instruction from God's word to you. God might give you simple guidelines that you should heed. Praise God. Simple guidelines. Words of the wise spoken quietly should be heard. Sometimes the wisdom of God will come in your heart as a little impression. Just, just quiet in your spirit. The Bible says pay attention to it. Pay attention to it. Life is not a function of strength. It's not a function of struggle. You know, right? Some of you like it. Hustle, hustle, hustle. It's not, no, no, no. You will die. <laughs> Are you following what I'm saying? Let me, let me tell you this now. Listen to this. This simple word called contentment. 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 The Bible says, godliness with contentment is great gain. Think about it. Contentment. Ask yourself, am I content? Do I have contentment? Why is it that when I go and visit my friends and I see something they don't have, something inside of me feels less than a human being, what is the problem? What is causing that thing? You know, it's until you go to your neighbor's house, you discover that your curtains are not fine. Huh? Am I saying something? You're just managing your car, going. Life was at peace until they gave you a ride. When you enter that car, you have been hearing of heaven. But it looked like this was really heaven. Then you got back. I said, no, it's better to fly Okada than to enter this car. <laughs> you, you, you either decide to be happy or you will be sad for the rest of your life. Because for everything you have right now, there is somebody somewhere who is living a less righteous life that has more. You will see a sinner. And that's why sometimes you know that our motivation for serving God, I, I just wanted to post that. I'll post that this, this, this morning or later in the day. We didn't come to serve God because we just wanted things. We were sinners who needed redemption. That is the basis of our coming to Jesus. Is that, that we needed redemption and we could not save ourselves. That's the ultimate. That's the ultimate of the Christian faith. The, the other things are additions. I, I'm, I'm digressing a bit, but I think it's okay. It's a holy digression. You realize that that is why one of the things that began to bring frustration in Christianity was when we began to teach a normal Christian life as a way of getting things. Let me give you an example. It is normal for a believer. You have been saved by God. You have been redeemed by God. It is normal to come to a service and lift your hands and say, Father, I thank you. I thank you for redemption. I thank you because you're my God. I thank you because you're my creator. It is normal. Right? Until you heard a message If you thank God Your tank will be full Are you, are you getting it? So what happened? You now started thanking God more Not because you really wanted to thank Him You wanted your tank to be full Are, are, you, are, you, are you here? Then you just realize that After two years the tank is not full 
What happens? You now get frustrated. Because these things, you know, a man praises God and something happens in his life. It does not become a formula. We are not serving, I, I know there are principles in the kingdom faith, but the person we are serving is a living God. I, are you following what I'm saying? Bro Hagin said, when they started Rema Bible Training Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, a missionary came and gave a testimony of how he gave his car, and uh, about a month later, someone blessed him with another car. And Brother Hagin said, after the student heard that, a lot of people gave their cars, including cars that should not be given. You know, there are cars that when they give, you say, we are giving this car to church. You say, no problem, we have seen your heart, but take it, because it will cost the church more. To move the car from where it is to even you know what I'm saying, <laughs> and many of them graduated without getting cars. You know why? Their motive was wrong. So God might give you that instruction. God might require someone to do that. But the wisdom of God comes from our daily interaction with God. That's something I want you to see. I want you to move beyond principles. This is a life. We are engaging a real person. It, it, it's like some people go to marriage seminars. And they say, well, if you want to make your marriage work, uh, you know, cook food in the morning. A man's uh, something, something to his life or the road to his life is his stomach. I don't know what people say, but they just say something about food, stomach, road, life somewhere. And put everything together. And then, <laughs> you come home and you start harassing the man with food. Morning, afternoon, evening. Morning, afternoon, evening. And you forgot that the husband of the preacher's wife who preached that message, the man likes to eat. And your own husband does not like to eat. Now you are now harassing the man with food. Instead of marriage becoming better, it becomes worse. Because what you have done is you have just taken a principle and there is no life to it. Are principles bad? They are not bad. But in the Christian faith, we are serving a living God. It's a God that we need to have a relationship with. And He pours His wisdom into us. And as we put that wisdom to work, we will discover that even if we're, even if we're in a city that is surrounded by mighty armies and enemies around us, by that wisdom, God will deliver us. Praise God. Let's read on. Are, are you learning something this morning? Say amen if you're here. Amen. Verse 18. Wisdom is better than weapons of war. But one sinner will destroy much good. But this is where I'm taking the title of the series from. It says wisdom is better than weapons of war. If you ask the man whose city was surrounded by enemies, what do you want? They will require weapons of war. If I ask a lot of us today, what do you want? Very few people will ask for wisdom. Am I right? Come on, let's be honest. I'm not even sure I will ask for wisdom. <laughs> I mean, let's be real, right? Come on, if I ask you this morning, Jesus is here, ask him for one thing. <laughs> What, what, come on. Kalada got it. One thing, Lord, money. Money, money. I know you, you bought me in Nigeria, but make it in dollars. Make it in dollars. I will go and open door account. <laughs> come on, let's be honest. That's what we're going to ask God. Have you realized that the need for wisdom does not play a very strong tug in our hearts? And it's very simple. If we come now and say, let's pray Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. That the Lord will flood our heart with the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Say, eh uh-huh, eh uh-huh. We want acidic prayer points. <laughs> because we feel that the weapons of war are better than wisdom. Let me read the scripture to you. <laughs> Let me read the scripture to you. Go to... Um, Proverbs chapter 
no, let's go Ecclesiastes 7, 12. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 12. Let's still stay in Ecclesiastes. One of the things I want you to pray for this month, if you are fasting, because I know some of you will, uh, will join other churches to fast. It's okay. I don't have any problem against it. You, some of you will join 40 days fast, 41 days, 21 days, 14 days fast, 7 days, 3 days, 1 day and a half. Whatever fast you want to join, one of the things you should pray for is wisdom. It will save your life. It will save your life. This year, wisdom. How was Egypt redeemed from the years of famine? God just gave Joseph wisdom. We are going to have seven years of abundance. And there are going to be seven lean years. It says, let's save a portion. Let, with simple wisdom. No prayer gathering. Simple wisdom. Glory to God. You know, some wisdom would save your life. From the one when my, myself and my wife got married, we, when we're doing our wedding, I'm not saying anything is wrong, I'm just sharing. This is experience, this is not Bible, this is my experience now. When we're getting married, uh, we, we're just starting out, we didn't have much resources. Somebody asked us, what is the color of your wedding? What's the color? We said, whatever color you have is our color. Because I told my wife from day one, Nobody will put us under pressure of this is our wedding color, you will sew. You, you won't get the money from me. That is, that is very clear. And it, because I told, I told her, we are pastors. We are going to lead people. We are going to have relationship with a lot of people. If we start this road, we might not finish. Simple wisdom. No, there's no, is anything wrong with it? It's not wrong, but this is the wisdom that has saved my life. We don't do anything on credit. We don't owe. We don't borrow. Whatever you wear must be paid for. Simple wisdom. Ah, you know, as mama, you must dress this way. No. As mama, you must have peace. It's not you must dress this way. You must have peace. Are you following what I'm saying? You see, once I begin to get into a point in my life where things are beginning to agitate my soul, I pull back. I mean, the leader of our building project is here. Sometimes I will call him, I said, this building we are doing now, the pressure is getting too much on you and myself and the church. Pause. Two months, no work. Let everybody breathe. Oh, we are going to move into the building by December. I can change the date. Even for my children. I said, your, your birthday is on the third. We will celebrate it on the 10th. Because on the 10th is when money is available. It's because if I had told you you were born on the 10th, you would have believed. <laughs> so they celebrate their birthdays. They know when they were born. But the celebration is based on availability of funds. The day you were born and celebration are two different things. Wedding anniversary, we know the date. We can choose to celebrate it 10 years before time. You, there is nobody will die. When we're building this church for one year, there was no program. The church is still alive. Ah, we must celebrate our, our anniversary. No, it must not. You see, there is no commandment you have to do anything in this life except to please God. Nothing. You must not build another house. You must not buy another car. Are you following what I'm saying? It's not a must. It's not a commandment. Wisdom. 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 So by December 31st, you don't come back and say God is not faithful because you have by yourself, through your whatever you want to achieve in life, put yourself in corners that, you know, and one thing you realize about God is immediately you have peace. Even the things you are running after will begin to come towards you. Because there's something about anxiety that pulls things away. We keep re-emphasizing this message here and we need to hear it because we are living in a society that puts undue pressure that even believers are doing what they should not do just to fit in. Praise God. Are we ready for this year? Okay. Go to Ecclesiastes 7. Wisdom is better than weapons of war. 
Look at verse 11. Let's start from verse 11, please. Wisdom is good with an inheritance and profitable to those who see the sun. Look at verse 12. For wisdom is a defense as money is a defense. But the excellency of knowledge is that wisdom gives life to those who have it. So, the, the, the <laughs> Solomon realized that, listen, I mean, money has its role to play. Money is a defense. Wisdom is a defense. He says, but the excellency of knowledge is that it will give you life. It will give you life. Wisdom, practical wisdom that comes from God would save your life. It will make you, by the time you get to this end, the, the, the end of this year, people will be amazed and say, wow, just by putting the wisdom of God at work. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 11 verse 1. Isaiah 11 verse 1. When I saw the scripture, it, it made more meaning to me as I began to study this. Isaiah 11 verse 1. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his spirit, out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Number one, number one, wasn't the first spirit there? Come on now, talk to me, church. Was the first spirit there? Was the first spirit there? The spirit of what? Wisdom. He was talking about Jesus. He was talking about Jesus. The first spirit that Jesus possessed was the spirit of wisdom. If you go to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17, Paul was praying. He says, I pray that God will grant you the spirit of wisdom. Wisdom would make a difference in our life. And I'm very careful to say, not the wisdom of this world, but the wisdom of God. Let's go for the wisdom of God. Let's go after the wisdom of God. The Bible talks to us about wisdom being the principal thing. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Proverbs 4 7. The word principal in the Hebrew means first in rank or first in order. The first thing you should get in your life as you are entering this year. If you are not wiser than last year, your results will not be different. Get wisdom. That is why sometimes when you sit with people, go for their wisdom. Go for their wisdom. Go for the wisdom that is deposited in them. You see, if you have wisdom, you can always create things. You can always get things. You can always multiply things. Go for wisdom. Look at this. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Look at the things he's telling us to get. Get wisdom. You know, I'm amazed many times. When, and I keep using this because of... (sighs) You know, somebody will say, I want to get married, but I don't have the money. And what I realize is that it's not that they probably do not have the money. It is that there is a wedding they have told themselves right from when they were small. You know, when I was in school, <laughs> I don't know whether it's the Abu Vision magazine. Abu Vision magazine used to rain way back in school. I don't know if they still have it now, but uh, some of my friends who were girls then, they will be. Go to their house, do a vision, look at wedding. You know, those vision weddings. So one day I went somewhere, we're discussing marriage, relationship. I won't get just brought the vision magazine. Well, it's not only girls, you know, boys also have that. And he's like, ah, this is how she wants her wedding to be. You know, just showing us stuff, showing us stuff. Then I think it was one of Ibrahim Badamusi's, uh, Dwangida's daughter. The marriage uh, was captured. So when they finished, you know, People always saw me that I always saw life from a different perspective. So they were like, ah, you are not saying anything or you don't even want to get married. I said, no, this magazine is fine, but the name on top. You probably have not read the name. You have looked at the picture, you have looked at the gun, you have looked at the You know, the gun is everywhere. You, when you look at the name, you say Ibrahim, but Amus's daughter. It's mine is Ogaga's son. The spelling is not even close. 
So, so is it you are having a goal? Yes. But the goal for me was different. My goal was Proverbs 31. <laughs> because I knew that faith in God <laughs> will, will cause that woman to come to me, whether I have the money or not. Am I saying there's anything wrong if you have a wedding where you close the streets and close the town? Absolutely nothing wrong if you can afford it. And it's that madness that led us to closing streets. You know, because sometimes we can be insane in our own society. And somebody said, well, if we cannot do a big wedding, let's just close the road. Nobody will pass. It's 7 o'clock on Saturday when normal people should go about their business. They are setting canopy in the middle of a road. Because in, in our own estimation, we have impacted the town. We blocked the road. <laughs> Praise God. There is what you can afford. Why don't you live based on that? And give yourself peace and the people around you peace. And see if God will not bless you. When I was getting married, not all my brothers and sisters were there. We did a traditional marriage one month, near to gather money again to do the wedding. We didn't do traditional marriage on Friday and wedding on Saturday. No, it wasn't possible. My younger sister said, we want to be. I said, no, that's why we are going to do the marriage. So that I can bring the woman closer to you people. So if you are here, you will see her in the house. You don't need to go there. We are, that's why we are going to bring her. So all of you stay here. And you can't get angry. It is my marriage. He said, it's no problem. Said, you want to follow me? I said, no, don't come. You can't get angry. You won't get married. It's no damage. No, don't come. Ah, we want to celebrate with you. It's okay. Don't worry. We can do the celebration ourselves. Because... Your coming is costly. <laughs> you know, it's easy to jump on a bus and join you. Ah, my brother cannot be alone. Learn to be alone. When Adam got married, he was alone in the garden and the wedding was successful. Learn to be alone. So, did you not bring people? He said, there are, these are two people. Just get this life. You will have opportunities to do parties I mean, a time will come in your life, you will do something of one million, two million. You will not know you have done anything. And a time will come in your life, and, in, and there will be, be in your life, you do something of one hundred twenty thousand. Your whole community will contribute. If have you seen it? even in the wedding day, they are saying drinks are not enough. Then they are not harassing the man who is getting married. Once they are doing marriage, and see the groom shooting hand in his pocket, is they are telling him that the money is not. Then you just see everybody. People will start. I don't, don't do that. Do that. Wisdom is a defense. It will defend you against anxiety. Some of you have high blood pressure. We don't need to lay hands on you. Stop owing people. Are you following what I'm saying? The high blood pressure is not sickness. It's the anxiety of people you are owing. And then they are pursuing you in the dream. Are, why would they not pursue you in the dream? You have been owing somebody for two years. He has pursued you physically. He's not been able to get his money. He has to come in the dream. Because that's what will make you afraid. So every time they are pursuing me, every time they are pursuing me, every time they are pursuing Yes, they will. They need to get their money back. Why would they not pursue you? You should be pursued. And then the money you are using to go for deliverance, start paying your debt gradually. And you discover that you are not being pursued anymore. You know, sometimes the demons and devils are not as powerful as we make them if we will live with wisdom. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You want to marry a girl, don't take them to your friend's house. Take them to your house. Let them see the house the way it is. You see, in, in building your life, there's nothing to be ashamed of at whatever level you are. Nothing to be ashamed of. Praise God. <laughs> no, nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, I thank God for, for the kind of wife God has given to me. One of our chairs was torn. So I came home one day. She said, ah, did you observe that uh, that chair is no longer, she has mended it? I said, no, I didn't observe. 
that the chair is torn. That is not torn. If you come and you feel that I cannot sit in that kind of chair, buy a new one. <laughs> you can't buy a new one, leave it that way. It's not, it's not causing anything to happen. It does not reduce the anointing. It does not reduce my status. I don't even have any status. All this unnecessary anxiety on your life will stop you from getting to your destiny. Listen, there is a glorious place God has prepared for you. Don't stop it. You don't have competitors in this life, not one. You have God's unique plan for your life. Praise the name of the Lord. Come on, I said you have what? God's unique plan for what? For your life. Wisdom is the principal thing. Go for wisdom. Go for wisdom. Build your life based on the wisdom that God is giving to you because God is going to give you wisdom to build your own life, to build your own ministry. And that's one of the reasons you see as a local church, we are not under any pressure for anything. Why? The wisdom of God. We do what we can and we leave the rest. Just one day at a time. Glory to God. Come on, are you still here? Wisdom is what? The principal thing. That's the most important thing in all you're getting. You want to have a car, you want to have a house, you want to have this, you want to do this. Get understanding. Let me show you a scripture. We always use it for women. But Proverbs 14 1. You know, women have really suffered, yeah? Gosh. Sometimes I feel sorry for women. Both Bible, tradition, everywhere. They just harass women all the time. You know, one, one, one person told me the other day, he said, Ah, if not for women, we'll all be in the garden. We'll not even be thinking of school fees. <laughs> And you don't blame the man that eats. <laughs> How many of you know the instruction God gave was to Adam? Was not to Eve? Hmm? That's why I say, man, sometimes your definition of love is not just to be saying yes to everything. Sometimes you have to be firm. If not, you eat something and you'll be driven out of the garden. I love my husband so much He does not know to say no No problem When both of you find yourself out of the garden You will like somebody who can say no Proverbs 41 The wise woman builds her house But The foolish one Pulls it down with her hands Now I don't want you to just look at it as A woman Right just look at it as the wise man or the wise woman builds a house, but the foolish one pulls it down with their hands. One thing is common among these two women or these two people, let's use people now because I, I want it to apply to men. It's that they both have a house. The difference in them was wisdom and what? Foolishness. What does that mean? If you have the wisdom of God, you will build your life. You will build your house. You will build an organization. You will build things. But if the wisdom of God is not there, what's going to happen? You're going to tear things down. Anywhere you sense destruction and things being torn down, it is because foolishness is at work. Praise God. You know, sometimes, even as married couples, we can invite undue pressure into our home. Or just unnecessary pressure. This is what these people are doing now. What do you think it will be good for us? No, it might not be good for us. Because every house has its own capacity, has its own whatever. Wisdom will help you to build. Now look at this now. Proverbs 31.30 Proverbs 31.30 Thank you Lord Jesus. Proverbs chapter 31 verse 30 I'll show you this Charm is deceitful And beauty is passing But a woman who fears the Lord She shall be praised Now what does it mean to fear the Lord? Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10 Says the fear of the Lord Is the beginning of wisdom 
So what he was trying to say is that beauty can be passing. But a woman who has wisdom. The fear of the Lord is wisdom. Now if you are wise, what kind of woman should you go and marry? You should look for a woman who fears the Lord. Or a man who fears the Lord. That that's would be the determining factor of your choice. Now the wisdom of this world will tell you, Well, I can't marry this kind of person. I can't marry this kind of person. The kind of person I have must be cute, must be this, must be that, must be that. And then we put the fear of the Lord lower. And as our marriages keep going on and keep building and keep building and keep building, you realize that at the end of the day, the beauty is passing. You see, your grandmother was once a very beautiful woman. And your grandmother is a picture of your future. <laughs> okay, some of you are going to understand what I'm saying. <laughs> that means you are going to be like your grandmother one day. Which means that the beauty you currently have, the potential of that beauty is the way your grandmother is right now. That's the, it's there. It's just a matter of time. And I've said this many times. When young people want to get married, they look for all the externals. But as you begin to grow old, you just realize that, listen, what you need in your home is just peace. <laughs> you just need peace. You just realize that, ah, you even realize it's not sex. You just realize it is peace. Are you following what I'm saying? Read prayer request in marriage. Oh God, let's have peace. <laughs> you can marry a man that will buy TV for you. You buy TV for you, buy remotes, you subscribe DSTV, give you Netflix, buy a car for you, put air condition in the house, but it's not at home. You like cuddling a lot, they will buy throw pillows for you with all kinds of desire. There is nothing you want, they will not give you. But you can't find the man. Are you following what I'm saying? You cook food, microwave food, say microwave it, I'll be right back. Microwave it, I'll be right until the food gets burned in the microwave. Too excessive microwaving. And the man calls say, I'm eating. You just realize that what you need is peace. But see, the wisdom of God will tell you that now, when you are looking for somebody to build a relationship with, what I should look for is the fear of the Lord. Not where the person is coming from. Are you following what I'm saying? The fear of the Lord. I'm showing you how this wisdom works. You are building a a business relationship with somebody, and you see that person breaking the word of God. You just know that this person one day will turn around and scam me. You know, sometimes I, I, I... You see, you must realize this, right? That we, we must come to the place in our life where we learn to trust that whatever God says is true, is true. And whatever God says is good for us, is good for us. So this year, wisdom is better than weapons of war. It's not just about how we are going to attack the air. It's not just about how we are going to... No, 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 no. It's the wisdom of God for daily guidance. I'll give you an example. The scripture says, A soft answer turns away wrath. Very simple. It means that there is no conflict in your marriage that a soft answer cannot solve. No conflict. It doesn't matter how the man is, is angry, how the woman is angry. A soft answer will turn away wrath. But you know, realize that in the midst of anger, soft answer is not the, the, is not the thing that comes to your mind. Your mind is giving, giving, giving. And you just remember all the films you have watched. Don't be deceived by films, though. <laughs> uh, films, films. Those people are acting and they are getting their money. Right? Soft answer. It means that if you, I'm, I'm not just referring to women, please. I need you to be very, very sensitive about the message. So don't be telling your wife, pay attention. Pay, you pay attention. So. I say, listen, listen. That's why I like this pastor. Listen carefully. No, 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 no. This is the point. Even in your own life, a soft answer to your boss will turn away rough. Learn how to talk. It's the wisdom of God. Hey, there is a way a believer talks. 
You see, if people keep telling you that you are rude, admit that you are rude. Don't say that's how I am. People don't understand me. No, we have understood the rudeness. That's why we're talking to you about it. Soft answer. Soft answer will turn away wrath. So how do we build our life this year? We build by the wisdom of God. We access wisdom for our homes. We access wisdom for our organization. We access wisdom for our ministry. Praise the name of the Lord. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 19. Let's begin to wrap up. Wisdom strengthens the wise more than ten rulers of the city. Wisdom will strengthen the wise man. One of the things you must learn to pray for this year is wisdom. Wisdom. Men, we need wisdom to rule our homes, to govern our homes, to lead our children. We need wisdom to lead our organizations. We need, we need wisdom to be able to build relationships that God has placed in us. We need wisdom to be able to manage our finances. Praise the name of the Lord. True wisdom is strength to the wise man. More than ten rulers of valiant generals who are in the city. Wisdom is strength. Wisdom is a defense. Wisdom will promote you. Glory to the name of the Lord. Look at Proverbs chapter 3 verse, verse 13 to 14. I like this. The wisdom of God be found in our life. Happy, blessed, fortunate, enviable is the man who finds skillful and godly wisdom and the man who gets understanding, drawing it forth from God's word and life's experiences. The first place to draw wisdom from is the word of God. Verse 14. That's where I want us to go. Verse 14. For the gaining of it is better than the gaining of silver. And the profit of it is better than fine gold. The gaining of it. To gain wisdom. The Bible says it's better than gaining silver. It's better than making money. Why? Because when you have made the money and there is no wisdom, it will be destroyed. Make this year a year that you pursue wisdom. And let me say this very quickly. Do not let anger drive you from people you should get godly wisdom from. Don't let offense drive you from people you should get godly wisdom from. Praise the name of the Lord. I'll say this to you. Not very many people in this life would correct you. Not very many people. Not, and, I, and I can, I can, I can, I can ask you to take a look at your life right now. And ask yourself a very sincere question. When last did someone call me to tell me, this thing you're doing, I think it is wrong. You realize that it is rare. You know why? We have built a society where if we are corrected, we walk away from those relationships. We are comfortable in the relationships that accept us in quotes for who we are, even if who we are is not progressive. You, you don't know that I'm robbers have friends. Okay, I know you don't know. So now I've told you, so you know now. So when I ask again, you say yes. Because you now know. Are you following what I'm saying? When thieves are caught, you will see them with their friends. So you would ask that amongst them, did anybody think that this thing is wrong? No. They justified it. You know you can justify iniquity. No, you can't justify sin. You, you can gather together and talk yourself into why sin is good. Why do you find people committing adultery? Very, listen to this. Listen very carefully to what I'm saying. Very few people commit adultery out of temptation. And this is how you know. When that happens, it never happens again. They put boundaries. They try the best not to... But there are men that would gather themselves together and justify why there should be a side chick. They are justified. So this way this life is now. You cannot put all your eggs in one basket and say it's true. Mm, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing, I'm seeing what you are saying. It's very clear. What are they doing? They are deadening your conscience. In the, in the, now, let, 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 listen very carefully to me. I mean, I'm not, I'm not preaching to unbelievers. This is not about preaching to unbelievers. We are talking to ourselves here. 
Are you following what I'm saying? The Bible calls it sitting in the midst of the scornful. People who scorn at the word of God. And then you now realize that when those people are even caught, it is the women that will not be told to go and beg. Do you understand? Ah, to sustain your marriage, go and beg, go. And the man is saying, eh, you know, even my friend have three. I just have one. And you are making noise. I say, it's okay, daddy. It's okay, daddy. It's okay. In, in the midst of iniquity, why? Because we have built a society that justifies sin and then does it and now makes it a standard. That even if you don't have, you now look like you don't understand what is going on. And they will now give you reason. That's our one man in Abuja after many years. And then you just realize that we have marriages where the man is building his own life. The woman is building his own life. In fact, from day one, the woman is preparing for when they will send her out. So she's building a house quietly. Say, that's how, just build. Because one day you can't tell. This man, they will just throw you. So, so the, the, the woman enters with a mindset of being thrown away. And watch, they will give you experiences. Ah, this woman, mama this, sister this. this I can't count them, I don't just want to count. Let me give you just five. And then they give you five. And you know what you do? You will disregard God's word totally. That is not the wisdom I'm preaching here. That's the wisdom of this world. The book of James tells us, I'm going to teach that on Wednesday, make sure you're in church. Three classes of wisdom. It talks about the wisdom of this world. It talks about the wisdom that is devilish. And then, it talks about what? The wisdom of God. What's the wisdom that is devilish? It's why people are kidnapping people for ritual killing in our nation. It's devilish wisdom. You ask yourself that if the ritual killing is producing as much money as it is purported to produce, why is the Habali still in the bush? You think he doesn't want money? Go and, go and solve the riddle. Because if you are a Habalist and this is what you can do, why not just do, do two, three and just become the richest man in the world? As powerful, you know, because we have watched enough Nigerian films where somebody is just coughing and then the person is going to pack money. So we have that mental image. This is how it works. Satanic and devilish wisdom. And there's the wisdom of this world. But then there's the wisdom of God. So Wednesday we're going to look at the characteristics of this wisdom and build there. But I'm praying that our life this year will be flooded with the wisdom of God in the name of Jesus. When they saw Jesus, they said, what wisdom is this? I pray for you that in the name of Jesus, there will be supernatural impartation of wisdom in this service in the name of Jesus. You will know what to do with your life in the name of Jesus. You will know where to go in the name of Jesus. You will not be stranded in the mighty name of Jesus. You will know how to raise your children. The wisdom of God will be made available to you. You will know how to govern your marriage. The wisdom of God will be made available to you. You will know how to run your relationship. The wisdom of God is made available to you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let there be a fresh impartation of wisdom. For your business. For your marriage. For your life. For your destiny. In the name of Jesus. Things that have failed in your hands before. The wisdom of God is enabling you to turn them around. Relationships and marriages businesses and ministries and destinies that have collapsed before by the spirit of God in this service the wisdom of God is helping you to turn them around in the name of Jesus and I pray for you today that the impossible situations you will meet this year the wisdom of God will avail itself to you you will overcome them just as the wisdom of that man delivered the city so the wisdom of God will deliver you from every trial this year the wisdom of God will deliver you from everything this year in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ just as Jesus was asked what wisdom is this men are going to ask you this year what level of wisdom are you operating in in the mighty name of Jesus Christ you will operate the spirit of wisdom God will grant to you you the spirit of wisdom God will grant to you the spirit of wisdom when Solomon God asked Solomon what do you want Solomon asked for wisdom and God says because you have asked for this I will give you riches whatever comes with the wisdom of God comes with, with it this year for you in the name of Jesus your wealth will be by the wisdom of God your growth will be by the wisdom of God your increase will be by the wisdom of God so shall it be in Jesus mighty name we pray Amen, Amen. praise God
Come on, let's give the Lord a mighty hand. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.